Welcome to the Holistic Sojourner podcast, the radio show to help women manifest wealth and wellness in a holistic way. I want to help you discover your spiritual purpose, master your mindset, get out of crisis mode, and create the life you want all while being lit up. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, spiritual life purpose coach for millennials, and my passion is helping women like you get off the struggle bus and live the life you deserve. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm chatting with my new friend Alexandra Hill and she's going to be dishing all about her spiritual journey of waking up and exploring Catholic mysticism. Ooh. Alexandra currently lives in Connecticut. She's super connected to nature and sees the forest as her second home. She enjoys hiking, reading, writing romance and fantasy, watching horror and sci-fi movies, and she is a soon-to-be novelist, aka writing her book. Let's welcome Alexandra to the show. Um, Also, this was pre-recorded, so we had a little bit of some technical difficulties, so you may have to turn your volume up a little bit to hear the interview. Here we go. Hey, Alexandra. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so glad that you're on the podcast today. And um, we're going to talk about your spirituality and learn about you and your life. Um, So we're just going to jump right in. And um, if you'll just tell our listeners um, a little bit about you, your background, how you grew up and, you know, what your spirituality is like today and how you got there. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on your show. Uh (laughs) Awesome. Um, I grew up in a small town in Northwestern Connecticut, mm-hmm. and throughout my life, I was very attuned to nature, even when I was very small, probably because I had a really big national park, uh, which is basically a mountain that was my backyard that I hiked up all the time, uh-huh. and being in nature and having it surround me forever <laughs> um, had me think about my connectedness to nature and how I could really delve into it more spiritually even before I knew what that meant when I was so young Uh and I have a feeling that being raised Roman Catholic kind of influenced that because as much as I enjoyed singing in the choir and making friends there and having a community especially since it was right up the road from my house. That was very convenient for us. Right. Um, I, there was, I felt like there was something lacking. Like there wasn't enough for me to really connect with. Mm -hmm. And also being so young at the time, I really didn't appreciate the faith or what it could do for me as much as I do now, you know, being so much older and wiser. Like I'm really looking into it in a very different perspective. But when um, the big boom of the internet, I guess you could call it, in the early 2000s, that's when I learned about uh, Wicca and nature-based uh-huh. religions, and I learned all about that, and I delved into as many books as I could and learned about it, and kind of following the rules, quote-unquote, if you'll call them, right? and um, trying to get some sort of path alongside but at the same time I was still involved with the church and getting my confirmation getting the first my first Eucharist and everything and I've always thought 
I wonder if there's a way to kind of combine these two because being raised in the church, there's still things that I felt connected to with it and mm-hmm. that I still really loved about it. But at the same time, there are things about the church that I really did not like or appreciate, like I guess the whole patriarchal viewpoint of the church and how it was for thousands of years. And I never really, and because of that viewpoint when I was so young, you know, being a teenager, thinking I knew everything. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, women aren't allowed to like do all these things in the church. Like, they can't be priests. They're only nuns and blah, blah, blah. And that's like a bunch of BS. And, you know, thinking on it now, it's like there are a lot more female entities and female leaderships involved, especially with the spirituality and the Catholic mysticism. Oh, yeah. The church that I like literally just kind of rediscovered since last, late last summer. And I've kind of been delving in and out of it. Like, I'll go for a whole week studying um, my viewpoints of the church, what it was then, and what I'm discovering now. Mm -hmm. What I kind of raised myself to learn in the the nature um, spirituality that I grew with. And there are so many... Um, comparisons that I can make with the two and it's it's fascinating and I'm kind of rediscovering myself and learning more about myself with these dual religions despite the fact that they um, argue if you will with each other that there are there are so many um, there are so many different aspects of the two that are very similar to each other that I don't think a lot of people realize because of the whole dogmatic um, situations between monotheism and polytheism or even just the different spirituality themes in general with thinking of just to the one god in um, christianity or the universe or god and goddess so however you want to see the two but uh, i forgot what the word is for it but there's a specific word where it's, it's someone who believes that there is a truth some sort of tr- little bits of truths in all different religions. And I suppose that's how I would label myself. <laughs> yeah. If I would have put a label, my, label to myself at all. And I never really liked labels. Like people would ask me all the time, you know, late high school, going to college, they'd be like, oh my God, are you a Wiccan? Oh my God, are you like a witch? You kind of spell? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. I know, I right? People are so weird. Throw that label on me because labels can really put a specific perspective on you with other people whether you like it or not and I was never really one to label myself if I could help it so yeah I definitely understand what you're saying as far as um you know your spirituality and not wanting to be labeled and Mm -hmm. you know just really being able to connect with nature and just discover a lot of different things you know other cultures and other religions and that you know the one you were studying it was not, you know, the only one, the one you grew up in is not like, that's not everybody. That's not everything. There's so many other things out there that you can learn and that you can discover. Mm-hmm, exactly. Definitely. Um, so a little more about, you um, spoke about Wicca. Tell us a little bit about like what Wicca is and, you know, how did you kind of lead into that? Okay. Um, well, the very basics of Wicca is... Um, there is usually a god and a goddess or the god and the goddess um, mm-hmm. 
and you celebrate the cycles of the earth, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And with every season, there's a specific holiday where, kind of like, you know, how there's Christmas and Easter and all that jazz. And you celebrate the turn of the wheel, as it's called, with the seasons, and you appreciate what each season um, brings to us, um, like with the the fall bringing in the harvest and all those really nice comfort foods yes <laughs> darkness and really just being into yourself and yes discovering who you are just kind of hermiting for a little while and then spring coming to appreciate the light that's coming around and summer we was just like all the celebrations and all, yes. the things, all the food and it's great and there is a saying um, i'm not sure if you've seen this online but i've seen it a lot and the saying goes not every Wiccan is a witch, and not every witch is a Wiccan. Mm-hmm. If you label yourself as a Wiccan, Wicca, Wicca is a religion where, like I said, you worship a god and a goddess, and you celebrate the seasons of the earth. But that does not mean every single Wiccan practices witchcraft, you know, casting right. circles and spells and whatnot. But in, and if you label yourself as a witch, that does not necessarily mean that they celebrate or they they worship the Wiccan traditions. Right. And a lot of people mis- have that huge misconception, even to this day, like almost 20 years later, since I discovered Wicca in like the early 2000s on the internet. And um, that's that's where I really discovered it when I was, you know, back in the day when we had a computer room and we had right. a computer for the entire family. <laughs> and you only had one hour to be on To get on there and try to search for something. <laughs> Oh, I know. (laughs) Thank God those are gone. Oh, I know. I was telling my youngest sister that, and she's 13 years younger than me, and she was like, oh, my God, when I were on the internet, I would die. And I'm like, can't even imagine. (laughs) No computers, one computer, one hour? I'm like, yeah, then we had had dial-up. There wasn't even Wi-Fi, like. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you had to ask your mom and dad, is anyone important going to be calling? Because I want to go to the internet. Exactly. (laughs) And don't pick up the phone, because it's going to knock me offline. Exactly. (laughs) They have no clue what we had to go through to get to where we are now. Oh, I know. Oh, it's insane. That's crazy. Oh, man. So, yeah, I when I started my spiritual journey, I kind of did the same thing. I read a lot of books, um, you know, learned about nature because same here. I feel really connected to nature, always has as a small child. Um, And, you know, I think it's good that you're explaining this to me and to other listeners just because, you know, I feel the same way. Like it gets a bad connotation. Like when people hear the word witch or Wicca, Wiccan, they think, oh, you're worshiping the devil and, you know, totally goes against anything that's, you know, religious. And so it's good for people to know, like, it's not an occult, like we're not... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Killing people yeah, exactly. and burning them at the stake, exactly. and just taking like squirrels and like sacrificing them, like yeah, or like that. I mean, when you think about it, studying like nature and things, those are parts of it has been taken into and been put in, into other religions. Like they just block out the other parts they don't want you to um, study or know about. But you know, yeah. all these things are interconnected in some kind of way. Exactly. And so, taking from that, I mean. I don't see why you necessarily need to be labeled or why, you know, it needs to be something that's a negative connotation. So Exactly. And like for a little while, even though I mentioned that I never really liked label on myself, I always kind of wanted to to 
represent myself as something specific just so I guess I knew what the heck I was doing right. and what I was studying. And for a while, like I said, I was delving back into my studying of Catholicism, kind of like on and off. I started a blog. It's very small. There's literally two posts on there and I haven't posted anything since October. But I started really <laughs> studying and delving into Catholic mysticism uh-huh. and what that is all about. And so far I've grasped that Catholic mysticism is just being alone with God or Mary or whomever you're connected with in the Catholic faith. And just really praying and studying and kind of just really meditating, whether you are saying the rosary and you feel connected with the Mother Mary and saying the rosary and all the Hail Marys and praying for a specific Mm -hmm. person, or if you're just studying a section of the Bible and you're really integrating it into your mind and you're envisioning yourself as a character in the Bible and experiencing what these people have written about connecting with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of the same thing. I was like, kind of yeah, meditating. you're putting yourself into a certain spot, regardless of whatever faith you study. It's essentially what it is. It's just in a exactly, which is just has a different label. Mm-hmm, exactly. But I'm like, it's still doing the same thing. It's meditating. It's praying. It's you know, connecting, like you said, to whatever deity or spiritual entity that you connect to. Um, so yeah, I'm like, it's all interconnected and people just don't realize like I know for me too I'm the same way like I think I went through a phase where I tried to figure out how to label myself so I would knew how Mm -hmm. to tell people or explain it to them Mm -hmm. and then I got to a point where I'm like you know what I don't give a shit anymore I'm spiritual (laughs) that's like my title now is I'm spiritual not religious like exactly yeah I have a religious background because my family is predominantly you know from Christianity Mm -hmm. but you know, and I take some of those principles and practices still with me, but, you mm-hmm. know, as far as a label, I'm like, uh, I'm spiritual, not religious. That's the best yeah, way I can explain it because yeah, I practice yeah. a lot of things. I like a lot of different things, you know? <laughs> and ever since I was the kid, probably since I was like 10, 11 years old, I've been fascinated with the concept. There are so many different religions and beliefs mm-hmm. all over the world, and yet we're all on the same planet. Yeah, there are so many diverse beliefs and traditions and it's, it's just like it blew my mind when I was so young like I studied yeah. philosophy of religion in college and learned even more in, in, a, in a much deeper context than I yeah. ever like learned and like to this day I'm still studying it like 20 years later <laughs> same here I'm like that's something that I think I've I've always been fascinated with too is like different cultures and different religions and you know, um, I think when I took a humanities class back when I was in school, that kind of really exposed me even more to like, Christianity is not like the only thing out here. And people try to make it seem like there's just so, um, like Christianity or, or, you know, being a Muslim is like the main religion that everybody's doing. And it is a huge population, but there's so much more out there. Um, and it just kind of exposes you and opens your mind to like, huh, like I'm not the only one. This isn't the only thing. And then one of the biggest things I discovered, which people don't even realize is when you brought up the God and goddess, mm-hmm. it's like 90% of religions and spirituality and traditions have a God and a goddess. Christianity yes. is like the only one that doesn't have one. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. How does that I know, right? come about? <laughs> 
I was like, there's thousands of religions and they all have a god and a goddess, but we don't like, you know, mm-hmm. that just goes to yeah. show that we, that it's about control and that this is a male dominated world, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, God can only be like, a man, can't be a woman. Yeah, exactly. That was like the biggest thing that ticked me off when I was younger. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna leave <laughs> and like look at other options. I'm like, I've been duped. I've been bamboozled. Nobody told yeah. me <laughs> And the sad part is like most people, you know, they have your best interest, your parents and your family have your best interest at hand, but they don't know either. Like this is all they know. So this is what they share and teach you. Exactly. Yeah. And there is, I actually learned a lot more about the feminine spirituality of Catholicism, reading a book called, oh shoot. I'm looking at my bookshelf now and I'm like, where yeah. did that book go? <laughs> name it's of- called, uh, shoot, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. I believe it's called I, The Practice of a Christian Witch by Eldina St. Clair. And I got that a few years ago. And the way she describes her practice is she, again, she kind of divides it up by how I explained more or less my journey kind of really mirrors how I experience my spiritual life where she looks at Jesus as being like, he just wanted everybody to be nice to everybody else, to respect their opinions, just to love one another, you know, love thy neighbor, Mm -hmm. no matter who they are, what they do in life. And we're all sinners. And like, he accepts that and still loves us because like, we're not perfect. And he gets that. Exactly. and like really learning about what Jesus's true practice is or who he, what he wants for us mm-hmm. to really love one another I'm like wow they really just like clicked like a huge light bulb went up yeah I'm like that's it that's all he wants he just it's, wants us to love one another and to just appreciate each other that's it it makes total sense yeah exactly i'm like is that if that if my church taught me that and that's all like jesus really wanted and not all of the other stuff yeah that, the rules and the regulations and you can and can't do this and i'm like what happened to just loving one another like just exactly. keep it in layman's terms for us that's all you have yes, to do. exactly <laughs> that's all be kind have. be nice love one another <laughs> yeah exactly and that's it you know spread, <laughs> spread joy like it's simple we we make it all crazy we do yeah we humans just complicate things all the time we have to have a system and again you know i'm like when you read about history and past religions and how we got to where we are yeah it is all about you know control controlling the community and um even population control like people don't realize that either but right yeah exactly yeah i'm really big on you know learning what works for you and being able to step out of you know your comfort zone or you know if you need to go discover something else and find out you know, answers for yourself. I'm really big on that. I mean, don't just believe it because somebody tells you, go research it, go find out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, if something doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. You know, it's nobody's. Okay because, yeah, exactly. No one's perfect. And just, if you try it out and if you have high hopes that you think it's going to be for you, like at one point I thought I was going to go into Hinduism. Like I did too. And my mom was like, <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah I thought I was how big of a stretch that is because at that time I think I was studying Hinduism in college and I one of my favorite Disney movies is Aladdin and I mine too oh uh, yes 
practice Hinduism in that, but that watching that movie and seeing that culture and having it open my eyes and my mom like showing me like on a global scale of like where it is in the world and right. the other countries that surround it that do practice Hinduism really opened me up to that and that really fascinated me like with their different gods and goddesses and mm-hmm. of their of their faith and I thought it was so fascinating and I was determined that I was going to practice Hinduism 100% <laughs> right. and I'm just like nope I guess that's not happening like yeah. I mean I still have to read about it but I not that 100% do now that's that's a yeah. lot. <laughs> it, is. it is a lot. Especially if you didn't grow up that way, it's hard to kind of convert completely to something right totally different. You yeah. know, again, there are bits and pieces I think that resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure same as you, but like overall I was like, Yeah, I don't think I could just do this. I can't do this a hundred percent. Definitely exactly. not. You know. Yeah. Same here. I thought I was gonna be a Buddhist. I'm like, mm, nope, yep. that's not happening yep. either. Exactly. Yep. But again, there are practices and things that they believe that I take into account into my own life, into my own spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think everybody should explore, you know, and don't be afraid to think outside the box and try something different and see exactly. yeah. what it's like. Um, so what are some of your, I know we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but what are some of your practices like do you have a daily practice or things that you have to do or you know something that you commit to daily is it a daily commitment like what are some of your practices now that you have based off of your experience well what I do now a lot and I've been doing this for a little over a year now that I think about it is I have a Himalayan salt lamp Mm. a tea light candle Uh uh-huh and I like that every night before I go to bed, like when the light is out and I'm ready to just get under the covers and get comfy. And I just kind of have that and I look at the, I meditate on the glow of the lamp and really think about, you know, kind of like count my blessings and think about how grateful I was for that day. And um, just it really helps lull me to sleep. And I really do think the effects of the salt itself, yeah. evaporating into the air really help. Because there have been a couple of nights where I was just so tired, I would just knock out. Yeah. I'd sleep right away, and then I'd wake up, and I'd feel so groggy and, like, out of place. Like, my brain just left my skull and, like, walked mm-hmm. around and then came back in. <laughs> yes. The heck just happened? I don't know what's wrong with me. And also, I don't know if I mentioned this before, um, but I am an empath. Ooh, that, that's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are like soul sisters, girl. I know, right? There's so much in common. It's awesome. <laughs> and I had a really stressful job um, last year. And it paid like really, really well. And it seemed really good for like the mm-hmm. first four to six months or so. But it got really stressful really quick. And I was talking yeah. to one of my really close friends. who's actually a roommate in college. And she was the one who helped me discover that I'm an empath. Yes. Because she asked me all these questions because she would notice like the roller coasters I would be going on throughout college, like the high and lows. And especially if I would be really anxious about like the little things or just get really down on myself. And she asked me like a series of questions, kind of like a quiz without me realizing it. She put, she flew it into, it was a fluid conversation. She's very sneaky like that. (laughs) And then after we were talking about it, she's like, Alex, I think you're an empath. And I was like, what? (laughs) She described it to me and I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. It's, yep. And so what I do is I don't have to do this as often anymore because my new job is a lot less stressful, but I would carry with me a bag of stones 
that would really help regulate my emotions mm-hmm. and my mental clarity. And I would carry a rose quartz, citrine, aventurine, sodalite, moonstone, and um, amethyst. Nice. And it's like one of those little mesh baggy thingies. And I have a selenite is in the shape of a heart that one of my best friends Cute. and I have them all kind of circled together near my Himalayan salt lamps so like every day they're like they're quiet purified so mm-hmm. yeah and so when I do need to carry stuff with me just to really focus or hone in on something I can carry I just pick it up and go essentially so I do work with crystals on on daily although not so much for stress anymore but it's nice <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah, I definitely resonate with that. I mean, when I found out like what an empath was, I think I started reading um, a couple books, which started with me my finding my personality type since I'm predominantly introverted, you know, yeah. I kept thinking what's wrong with me. I'm not like everybody else. I don't want to be around people all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, I used to, same thing. I used to get down on myself. And so, yeah, I started reading um, a highly sensitive person, HSPs which is kind of the same thing as an empath and kind of all works together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I learned that too, I'm like, okay, it's okay for me to not take on other people's emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to learn how to put that energy block up so that you don't take on other people's energies and their emotions. Yeah. Um, it can take a long time. Yeah. Regardless of you have crystals that kind of help you with the energy and stuff. It's something that you really need to learn about yourself and you really learn, okay, whose energies do I take on? Like, what kind of energies are they? Are they stressful? Are they mm-hmm. Are they bitter? Are they, like, a combination of both? Do they resonate with, like, complete... Some of mine resonate with complete strangers, just, like, going to, like, a party or something. Yeah. You know, just have, like, a bad vibe and just not really have a great time. And I'm like, what is wrong? And then it's like, is it me or is it them? Exactly, yeah. So it took me a while to really not only grasp the concept to really but really learn about it and how to deal with being an empath and I've always been a very sensitive person and like I feel I always call myself like over emotional and yeah. and whatnot but now I know why <laughs> it's okay like to know that that's normal there are other people out here like me exactly <laughs> like, you are not alone in that I'm not weird exactly <laughs> It's like, you're weird because you think I'm weird. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> really what it is. Because <laughs> you think that everybody has to be like you. Nobody can't be different. Exactly. Crazy. So you were saying that you have um, a blog, but you haven't posted in a while. What's your, yeah, um, go ahead. It is uh, rosariesandwine.wordpress.com. Oh, I like that. And I have, it. that's also an Instagram handle where I really focused or I started to focus on like resetting Catholicism mm-hmm. and how I look at it now versus how I looked at it when I was brought up with it when I was very young. And I haven't really posted anything on it, like I said, in a while because I have this on-off brain where I'm right. for a week and I'm like, yes, study all the things and read all the things and post everything. And then it'll just be like gone and I'll be focusing on another thing. And right. My writing too, which doesn't. I know what you mean. <laughs> Trying to be consistent. It's like, yeah, I'm not really interested right now, but I'll come back later to this. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe in another week or two. Yeah. I'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said that's your Instagram handle as well. It's rosaries and wine. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'll have to add you on my Instagram. 
And so would you say you are predominantly, um, you probably already answered this, introverted or extroverted? Introverted. Definitely. Okay. Um, so let's see what else, what is next for you? Like what are your, some of your goals or things you're working toward? Like, where do you want, um, your life to, I guess, go, what route would you want to go into next? Like, is there anything you're interested in that you're, that you haven't done yet and that you're working towards? Well, right now I am currently working on a novel. I guess I briefly mentioned a writer. I, lo- I went to school for um, creative writing, liberal, art, liberal arts and sciences. Uh-huh. And ever since I was young, people have called me a writer because I've always loved to write. I like fantasy and horror mm-hmm. and um, some romance. Um, I'm focusing now on a horror story, like a, like a gothic um, ghost story. Ooh. I call it. And I that was the one genre I wrote in a lot because ever since I was a kid, I've read you know, Stephen King and Anne oh, yeah. at a very young age. <laughs> Look, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> oh yeah. And, um, but, but ever since um, the 2016 election, I got really stressed out mm-hmm. and I couldn't really focus on a bunch of horror genre type things. Like I read and, and, um, and watched horror movies. Because I like I like the adrenaline rush of getting right. scared. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why I like it so much and the impact that it has on me. But ever since then, I was already really anxious and stressed out. I was in my last year and a half of college, and I was still trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with myself. Yeah. At that point, so I took a break from that, and now I'm just reeling it back in since late last year. And my sister and I were reminiscing the short scary stories I used to write. Ooh, cool. And she's like, I'm really glad you're getting back into horror again because you're really good at it. And I think you should do it again. And then I, this idea that I'm working on right now actually popped into my head last summer. I was on vacation with my family. I don't remember how it popped up. I think it was, oh, I know what it was. It was a collection of ghost stories that I found in a small town bookshop mm-hmm. when we were there. And I read the first one that was in it. And all these ideas just like pew 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 pew, pew like yeah, fireworks just all coming at you at one time yep exactly and i'm like all right i guess i'm writing all this down i gotta do this exactly like i'm still um teaching myself that writing takes a lot of time you have to oh yeah and it's not one of my virtues let me tell you um, <laughs> <laughs> so like what i really would like to do is finish there's at least one draft of this novel I'm working on. I'm currently in like the research and note taking phase while I'm writing bits and pieces of the book itself. And I'm at the same time working on a self publishing side thing with a collection of short um, romance stories. Mm-hmm. That's and, cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping to get, if not one whole novels worth of a draft finished and edited at least once this yeah. year I would like to get some like a collection of sorts self-published this year like it's always been my dream since I was a kid to be a published author and I really really want to get that book uh, I know ever since mean. I turned 30 I'm like I need to get my life together. I need to get it together <laughs> exactly <laughs> I need to get it together <laughs> 
that's definitely on my list to write a book. I'm like, I want to write a book, but same here. Yeah. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of patience, a lot of drafting and rewriting. Um, but yeah, you can definitely do it. You just got to start, you know, exactly. And yeah. keep at it and keep and it at it to have people who encourage you and just to be there for you, regardless if they end up reading your stuff or not, just having them check on you. Like, Hey, how mm-hmm. have you gotten? or like, if you want people to check on you be like, Hey, how, what was your workout today? Or like, how much time did you put into your work today? And just having accountability really helps. Yeah, it sure does. So speaking of accountability, you know, just kind of like where you are in life now and what your spirituality is and your practices, um, what's your support system like? Like, what does your family think? I know you spoke briefly about your sister, um, but what about just like your family or your friends in general? How do they feel about you and your spirituality? They're cool with it now. Like, they know that I just kind of have a mishmash. Yeah. A bunch of spiritual like um practices and stuff like I regularly do well not as regular as I used to but I have a bunch of tarot cards and oracle cards mm-hmm. I I still like I still enjoy doing readings with those like for my friends when they ask for it and um my family knows about like kind of briefly about what I do like for a while growing up my mom was not happy with me trying to <laughs> Yeah. and she knew it had nothing to do with devil worship right and she understood what it what it was but I think thinking about it now as an adult <laughs> I think she was afraid that I was going to get into the wrong crowd right yeah not get involved in the right things because she knew what Wicca was all about because she was also fascinated with it when she was around my age at the time but she's like but without really saying it I think she was yeah that I was going to get involved with the wrong people not practicing the way it truly resonates um with nature and everything and my dad has always been cool with it like he's like as long as you're not doing something stupid right exactly <laughs> fine and both of my sisters um they, they, they knew that I studied it and my youngest sister I have two I have two little sisters um, okay and the youngest is was very interested in it around the same age I was and so she's asking me all these questions about it and it was kind of like I felt like I was it was like a blast from the past like I was revisiting myself through her through her yeah I told her I'm like you need to take advantage of all these resources that you have because everything that you have you have a thousand times more than I could have dreamed of when I was oh yeah really getting all this information I also told her like take everything you read with a certain amount of salt <laughs> mm-hmm. because there's just some info out there that's just totally whack or if you read something and something in your gut is telling you like that's not your thing or if that's just not really okay then yeah you don't have to read all of it you don't have to don't go with it. it exactly take what you need and leave the rest mm-hmm. exactly exactly definitely well that's good that your family is you know supportive of you and you know, you have somebody in your corner that you can kind of turn to and talk to this stuff about. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. Same here. My family knows that I am spiritual, not religious. And same here. I have tarot cards, essential oils, crystals, yep. you know, whatever I feel like resonates with me. is kind of what I do. And it's taken some time to, you know, for me and a lot of people to kind of come out and just be like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And, yeah. you know, to be like, you can either accept it or not. Exactly. Yep. So and again, as an empath, that was kind of 
hard. <laughs> yes. Cause now you're dealing with all that too. On top of trying to, you know, assert yourself and be confident in what you're doing and not take on other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Well, I'm so glad we had this conversation and that I got to talk to you here on the podcast. I'm sure the listeners will be looking out for you. Um, <laughs> I'll put everything in the show notes as far as how to connect with you. Um, you said it's Rosaries and Wine. That's her Instagram handle as well as your blog. Um, anything else you want to leave us with before we go? Um, You're working on your novel, so we'll have to look okay. out for that too. Okay. <laughs> definitely. Um, my um i don't know if you want to put this in your um show notes in the notes uh-huh my, my regular my everyday instagram is vamp addict 88 uh-huh. and that is just i post my everyday stuff including like getting my writing stuff out and some of my spiritual stuff sneaks in here and there because what yeah. i did for a while was try to kind of divide all of that up my spiritual with my writing and then my personal Mm -hmm. just having so many instagram accounts it's just it's rough yeah (laughs) i'm like that now i have two i have like a personal one and a business one because i kept thinking maybe i need to have it separate but i'm leaning toward canceling my personal one or you know and keeping my business one because i mean at the end of the day it's like all this is me so maybe i should just exactly yeah that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm really coming i think that's what i've learned people are either going to know like me and everything I have going on is my brand or nothing at all. So exactly. Yep. I have to yeah. remember that as a writer myself, like you're like, Oh, okay. Cause I've always wanted to be like an entrepreneur of sorts and just kind of like be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Realizing that being a writer and getting stuff published, it's kind of your business. You're it is business. And I think I really want to integrate that into my, uh, my personal account as well so you can look out for me on both of those instagram accounts definitely we'll look out for you and look out for that book i sure will and then maybe i can get some tips from you because whenever i get ready to write mine i'm sure i'm going to be like a lost little puppy not knowing where to begin <laughs> what to do so i think it's great that you're doing that i would be awesome. happy to help you out and anyone else out there who really wants to write or if you're new to tarot reading or oracle card reading or if you're an empath or you're just figuring that out and you don't know what to do i'll be more than happy to help people out yes come out the closet yeah <laughs> we're out here waiting for you to support yes. you definitely yes awesome well alexandra thank you so much for joining me on the podcast i don't know if you guys know but she is my very very first podcast interview so i'm so excited that she was able to join us today yes it was super i enjoyed it we'll have to get you back on again and once you get your book written and everything we can talk about that as well oh my god yes i would love to yes awesome all right guys thanks for joining me for another episode here on the holistic sojourner podcast and i'll see you on the next episode bye Thanks for listening to the Holistic Sojourner podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a review. Also, don't forget to head over to theholisticsojourner.com to sign up for your free resources like my Millennial Life Crisis Guide and the Come Back to Heart Center Ritual Kit with a guided meditation. It's time to get out of crisis mode and into purpose. And remember, your happiness is your responsibility.